Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Hello, everybody. I'm Becky. And I'm Laura. And today we are talking about the book, The Stationery Shop by Marie Marion Kamali, perhaps. I have. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> so before we uh, dive into the book, um, do you have any coffee with you? This is a, a sad moment. I actually don't have any coffee with me <gasps> at the moment. Why not? Because I drank a bunch before. Because <laughs> <laughs> I called you too late. <laughs> uh, so normally we do, you know, usually kind of what, 930 maybe? Yeah. 10 o'clock or maybe. Yeah. We usually do it a little bit earlier and... I wanted coffee. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand that. I'm actually on like my third cup. See, I should have just done another cup. <laughs> yeah, I just, yep, it's happening. I, I always worry about how fast the podcast will be if I do too many. <laughs> I know, I know. Wow. Yeah, or if I'll have to go to the bathroom or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. So technically, um, no, but I have coffee in spirit. You have you have coffee in your veins in my veins <laughs> what well, about you i know you I, have a treat yes i do so okay <laughs> friday i got some starbucks because we were going to record friday and yeah um i got a decaf americano with a pump of peppermint and a pump pump of mocha and it was Ooh, the best can you thing have I've that? had in a long time i don't know but i've had it Wow. I mean, I can have it because I had it. Um, Right. But but then yesterday, yesterday was Monday. So Micah was like, I want to treat you, mom. I'm going to take you to Starbucks. And I was like, oh, Oh, that's so so sweet. sweet. And then on the way out the door, he's like, do you have the money? (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? You're treating me. And he's like, yeah, but you owe me $14 or something like that. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You were so close to something real sweet there. I know. I know. He was just shy. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me go get the money. We're still going. So let me treat you. Do you got the money? (laughs) Because you still owe me. Oh, that's funny. It's It's a Micah. I love um, that kid. I know. He's hilarious. So then today I had a little traumatic occurrence with Ellie and some dental yeah. issues. So I was like, I'm going to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like well, the third day, not in a row, but like pretty close where I've had Starbucks every day. But nice. I I did get a gift card from Nathan when I was sick. He got me a Starbucks oh, gift card. Nice. So, you know, I have to use it. Right, I mean, that's just sitting there. Yeah, exactly. Might as well use it up. Exactly. Um, But I think I do need to limit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to start limiting myself like once a week or once every other week because it's getting addicting really fast. Well, I'm not going to lie. I use this podcast as an excuse a lot. Totally, yeah. I, mean, I have, to, have do to do my do research. It. That's right. It's I got to, you know. Part of the research. It's part of the process. I mean, even though I'm not trying a million different drinks, it's always basically the same one exactly. from the places that I go to. But, um, you know, it's still research. You still have to have coffee. 
Although I will say, last week I went to Panera, and I tried the Cinnamon Crunch, and it was good, but it was really for research, because Mm. I'm... I like cinnamon, but mm-hmm. if it's just cinnamon, I'm usually not like, I'm like, eh, it's all, yeah. that's okay, but yeah. it's not my favorite favorite. So that really was research, but yes. it was good. <laughs> I just, it wouldn't be my first choice, but okay. I did like it. Okay. So I, that really I was, that like really their, was research. I like their um, hazelnut coffee, just their regular hazelnut. Plain, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's not, you know, if you're just looking for a fast cheap yeah yep that's pretty good exactly all right so you want to talk about this book okay let's talk about it let's talk about this book let's talk about it (laughs) so since we haven't even mentioned it um (laughs) we are talking about the stationary shop no we did mention it we mentioned it yes yeah um so um i thought i'd give a little summary yeah Um, So the book is about this woman named Roya, who uh, the book starts out when she's a teenager and she's actually living in uh, Tehran in the 1950s. Um, And I didn't really know anything that went on during that time in uh, in that region. But apparently there was a lot of political upheaval um and you know women's rights were high on the um chopping block um yeah. at that time but um she Roya the main character she finds herself uh drawn to this stationery shop that a man in her town Mr. Fahri Fakri mm-hmm. um yep. that he owns and it's like a bookshop slash stationery shop. So she always feels really comfortable in this shop. She goes in there and looks at his stuff all the time. And um, she just loves being in there. And Mr. Fahri, um, uh, he, you learn a little bit about his background. Um, but he is always really nice to Roya. And um, he's you know, nice to his customers and stuff. But he has another customer that came in when Roya was in and his name was Bobman. Um, And he had a huge passion for justice and he was kind of fighting the political, you know, up like the scene there. Um, And, and Roya and Bobman um, fall in love. So, you follow their story, and um, the stationery shop kind of becomes like their favorite place to meet and to get to know each other. And um, Bachman, his family doesn't really, well, his mom specifically doesn't really approve of Roya. You don't really know why, or you don't find out why until later in the book, but um, Roya and Bachman plan on getting married and um he actually uh doesn't show up to their appointment where they're going to like go and sign the marriage contract and get married and so you follow her story Roya's story as she um gets out of uh 
Tyran and she actually goes to America. You know from the beginning of the book that she's actually married to a man named Walter and Bachman is in America too and she finds out that he is there and she wants to go talk to him and find out why he never came um, to their their destined appointment together. Yes. So that's how the book actually starts out. Um, and then you, it goes back in time and, and you hear the whole story. Um, I think it was like 60 years in between. Um, so um, she actually gets a chance to ask him all these different questions that have been haunting her for so long. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit about the book. Um, and I don't want to give too many things away right away, but in case you guys want to read it, but that's kind of the synopsis of, uh, the stationery shop. So, um, for me, this book, the thing that stood out the most, I would say that I was most interested in was actually the historical part of it. Um, because I didn't know about, I, okay, I am naive, I understand, but I did not know that there was a time in history where women in Middle Eastern countries, or specifically this country, had freedom. I didn't know that there was a period of time that you know, they didn't have to wear the, the specific, um, what are they called? The hijab. The veils. Yes. Yeah. Or, um, you know, that they were, you know, you see on the news today, all of the, the, um, the rules and regulations and, right. um, consequences for breaking those, those laws. And I just didn't, I didn't realize that there was a, di a different time period. So yeah. that was really interesting to me. Um, apparently in the 19, I think it was 1979, Iran had yeah. its Islamic revolution. Um, and they were no longer ruled by the, the, the people that had been ruling before. And they were ruled by religious um like the religious sect or whatever. And that's when it changed. Yeah. But did you know any of that? Like, were you, did I you... knew some of it. Okay. I didn't know a ton. I knew just a very basic that there had been, um, a move toward democracy. And mm -hmm. I, I think again, I've, you know, we know all of this history kind of through our Western lens. So it was interesting seeing it from the mm. perspective of, this young girl who has lived there her whole life and mm -hmm. seemed, she seemed almost as if she hadn't known any different life yeah. that her parents had, but she hadn't. Right. Um, she, she knew life as being, she was allowed to go out and do yep. things. She and, could be, you know, educated. go to the bookshop and just do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, her dad was really pushing for her to be, you know, a doctor or yeah. a lawyer or something, you know, for her to get an education. And, um, so, yeah, I find that really interesting because, I mean, as you know, I was born in 1980. So um, by the time I entered the scene, yeah, the right. revolution had had started and it was, you know, um, the Shah was 
kind of ousted and and um I believe didn't he come and like hide in the states for a while or something Ooh, I, I can't know. remember but anyway um mm. but anyway the U.S. really backed the Shah yes and I'm assuming because we wanted to at least pretend that we cared about democracy coming yeah. Mm-hmm. to that part of the country, although I'm sure there were plenty of ulterior motives as well. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think that that we see that through our lens, and it was interesting seeing it through hers because mm. we sort of see it in a black and white, like either you're for democracy or you're for, mm-hmm. um, you know, radical Islamic right. rule. Right. And and the, at least in this period, it seems like there were so many more options. There were, there were different, it, all these different ideas and... Yeah. Um, thoughts about who should rule and how they should rule and um a lot of people didn't agree with the way that the shah was running things but that didn't mean they were anti-democracy and you know so i i just found that really interesting because for my whole life i've had a very black and white view of it like oh they just you know it got overthrown by the people who didn't want democracy well kind of but there was so much more to it than that Uh you know yeah so i agree my favorite part um and, and this is generally the case. My favorite part about any historical fiction is almost always going to be the history. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I love seeing. Um, uh, yeah, I like seeing the history mm-hmm. through the eyes of a fictional character. Yeah. Um, and more and more, I enjoy the actual nonfiction side of it, reading mm-hmm. the true story through yeah. the eyes of a person who lived it. And that's so, something different for me that has kind of uh, morphed as I've become older I like when I read a book I do not stop at the end of the book if I am curious about what happened in the book so I will do research um I think maybe this podcast has helped me do that too but yeah it's it's actually grown my love for reading more because I learned so much more than just oh that was a good story move on right you know right to yeah. actually learn about why would someone write about this and what was true in this book, what was not true, and and the perspectives of different people who lived in a different region than me will have, you know, it's a different impact on their lives. So it's just interesting to yeah. to research all of that. Yeah, I agree. Even it like sort of you, reminds me. You saying, you know, you're born in the 80s, that's all that we ever knew. Right. So... But it was really new. I mean, the Shah had just been ousted. You know, like, there was that whole, um, oh, when I was born, the the prisoners, and uh, that was Iran, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Those prisoners that were taken hostage. Yes. And Uh and, uh, that had, I mean, that was still in the news, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So, yeah, it's like you think that history starts with the day you were born, and you don't realize things used to be different. You know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you, um, um, did you like the way that the book started? Because it started with foreshadowing the ending, kind of. Did yeah, you... so it starts with her and Walter in America. Yeah. And she's kind of nearing the end of her life. And yeah. once she she had kind of put all of, all of the, uh, you know, the Iran chunk of her life she'd sort of put it behind her she didn't really she her sister was in the states by this time so Mm -hmm. she had her sister but other than that she didn't have a lot of um ties left to iran right and so you know so you know going in um 
what kind of the end end of the yeah. story. Something yeah, big that has she's happened. Yeah, so you're then you go into this you know part about her teen years and and all this in Iran, and you know eventually something's going to happen where she will she and Bauman will not be together mm-hmm. but you're going what in the world could have happened that right because it seems like you know, such a good love story yeah and they seem like you know they well, genuinely care about each other right and, uh, they you know they really want to be together forever right um mm-hmm. and so then you go okay that's pretty typical of the teenage years like you think yeah you fe- like you feel so deeply you you right. can't imagine anything ever changing right you know um but you know life hits and things change and Mm -hmm. you know so so then you go well maybe they just kind of realized that they were young and they didn't really know what life had to offer but you can't imagine that being the case so um so yeah I I kind of liked that it started that way I did too um I could see where some people might not if they if they had just um, started from when she was a teenager and then you just progress with her along the way. I feel like I am not as drawn into books like that because it's yes. like, oh, over the span of 60 years. Like, right. You yes. know, but when she foreshadows it, it's like, oh, something's going to happen. I'm going to keep reading yeah. to figure it yeah, out. Yeah. It really push. It's, it really pushes the story forward. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. So I liked too. it. Yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let you want to talk about some characters? So, who's your favorite character? Mm. Favorite character. I did... Yeah, um, I did too. I identified with him because uh, in parts of the book, he was torn And you know, what is best for not just, um, like other people, but what's best for him, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he has a history of his own too. So. Right. His character. Yeah, I agree. I really liked him too. And I think in the end he was. For other people was like inspiring yeah yeah i agree um i definitely felt really bad for walter (laughs) oh my goodness yes yeah i felt like he was definitely on the back burner yeah like he sort it sort of feels like she just sort of settled or something yeah and just well i'm gonna get married and it's not gonna be bombing so i guess I'll marry. I, and I think she cared about him. I don't think yeah. she didn't care for him. I think so too. But, but I think her you know. love or the type of love that she um, developed was two different kinds of love. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, like, it I does. I think her love for Bachman was, like you said, it was like a young love, like passionate. It was her first love. Yep. But when it comes to Walter, she knew he was steady and faithful and she could, he was committed. She could count on yeah. him. It was a different kind of love. Right. But I think she I just, did love yeah. him. I think she did too. I just felt for him because I he's genuinely, the character, he's just genuinely such a good man. Mm-hmm. And 
I felt like he deserved more, you know, know. I I know. um, but yeah. Yeah. I did feel bad for him. Who was your favorite character? I think if I had to pick one, it would probably be Mr. Fackery as well. Yeah. I just thought he was an interesting character and he also seemed like a person who's genuinely trying to do the right thing, Mm. even though he didn't always know what it was. And sometimes he was sort of overcome by like, um, stronger personalities mm-hmm. and I think yes. he regretted that yes and um yeah. but in the moment he didn't really know how to how to stand up for what he was feeling or thinking yeah. and I definitely identify with that oh yeah because I have a personality where I mean I, I don't know if it would necessarily be the same but like I I, I sort of feel that way a lot of times yeah. too where I'm like um you know I'll if I meet up against a stronger personality, it's going to be very hard for me to stand my ground because yeah. that's, I'm just built that way. I'm not yeah. confrontational. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, um, so for him to actually stand up in the end and say, I'm yes. going to do this thing that is yes. hard, but I feel like it's right. Yes. Um, you definitely sort of feel like good for you. Good yes. for you. Like you're like cheering you know, him on because yeah. you realize that he's, it's not in his uh, natural character to do what he did, but he he realized it was the right thing to do. And so he was going to do it no matter what. And that's so admirable. It's like, I, I want that kind of character, you know? Yeah. I want to be able to yeah. stand up and say, no, this is wrong, or I believe yep. this no matter what. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Um, So, and I, I mean, I feel like you're maybe built a little more that way than me, but um, maybe that's not how you feel. I'm not confrontational. Yeah. I don't, um, like, conversations where I don't agree with somebody make me incredibly uncomfortable, and I kind of Yes, me too. Yeah. Um, I struggle with that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, whenever we would have a conversation, confrontation or something not confrontation but like something would go strange in our family like if some subject came up that was like a little tense yeah we would always joke and be like oh where's laura she's in her bedroom (laughs) we didn't even see her leave she's gone yes (laughs) you wouldn't even stick around for somebody else confronting like no I wouldn't it's too much it's too much yeah it's so true I have a story that doesn't really relate to this but I kind of want to tell it (laughs) even though it's it's somewhat (laughs) related so those who know us we have six people in our family and the three oldest yes three people um three six siblings in our family Mm -hmm. that we were born into and so the three oldest and the three youngest are separated by four years because we had a brother who passed away and Mm -hmm. so it's almost like we have we've always said almost like two families Mm because we've got like three eldest and three youngest Mm -hmm. and uh, the oldest of both groups are like eldest and then Mm -hmm. the middle in both groups are middle so I have and the youngest are both yeah they act like youngest yeah and so um I have always felt personality-wise and, like, just the way that I behave or operate, I've always felt very similar to Liz, Melissa, our sister. Mm-hmm. She's the middle of the, middle. the yeah. older kids. 
And so <laughs> I just remember, I just remember this cracks me up. So um, one year, my two sisters and I, Krista and Melissa and I went to China on a missions trip. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a day where we went to um, like this marketplace, bazaar type area. And just, we could just kind of look around and buy souvenirs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Melissa saw something and I can't remember what it even was, but she saw something that she was interested in. And she's like, I think I'm going to get this thing. Mm-hmm. And Krista's like, okay, cool. Do you want me to like get it for you? And she's like, yeah, is that okay? You know, mm-hmm. like, cause it's just expected that you're going to bargain, yes. you know? Yeah. And Liz was like, I don't want to do, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's too much. So Krista, so Krista goes, okay, hold, here, hold my coffee. Could <laughs> oh, no. you not? And, <laughs> and she's like, oh, here, wheeling and dealing and bargaining and everything. And she, you know, gets her prize or whatever. Uh-huh. And, um, she comes back and she's like, okay, here's your thing or whatever. And Melissa gives her back her coffee. And Chris is like, this is empty. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and Melissa goes, well, I was really nervous. <laughs> oh and it just cracked me up because it's just so, I so connected with that. I just laughed so hard. I'm like, yep, yep. <laughs> I watched this whole thing and it's so funny to me because that's me. Anyway. It's hilarious. So all that to say, yeah, I did connect with that sort of yes. side of him where he was like, yeah. You know, he is um, met in the book. He is met with a moral dilemma. Um, And at first he. He He kind of capitulates. He kind of what? He kind of capitulates. Oh, yeah. Lays down. Yeah. You know. Um, And eventually, obviously, I'm sure you can tell by how we're talking. He he chose to do the right thing. And um, it costs him a lot. And. yeah, I think, I think from what you're saying and from how I'm feeling, that was like such the honorable thing to do that like he just kind of became our favorite character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because of his actions. So, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed him the most, I think. What did you think about Badri, Bauman's mother? Oh, What, what yes. were your thoughts on her? Um, I think you're made to not like her, but I love when books tell different perspectives, like, like in the beginning when you met her, she's rude. She doesn't like, um, Roya. She, um, is very against their relationship. Um, and then you kind of find out some of her history and you're like, wow, that makes so much more sense yeah. why she would not want this to happen. She's She doesn't open up about it. She doesn't tell them yeah. how she's fe- why she's feeling how she's feeling. Um, so they yeah. never know. But I love it when an author does that because that is so real life. Like, yeah. we are so consumed by our own stories, by our own agendas, our own schedules, that we don't take the time to think that person that just, you know, flicked me off, 
I wonder if they got a, a bad report at the doctor today. Or I wonder if, you know, right. we don't know what people are encountering or the trauma that they have had in their life. So to be right. able to experience that through writing, I think makes you a more sympathetic person in general, or at least it softens yeah, hopefully. you to, yeah. um, you know, other people's stories. I remember when I was in Thailand and, um, and the person that, uh, was in charge of our group, she was, uh, we were praying and she prayed for, we, we ministered to like women who were in the red light district and, um, she was praying for the men that go to see these women. And that has always changed my perspective because I had never thought before to pray for those men. But they yeah, are. You were there to minister even, to the women. Yes. Or they were even victims, the people you know. who, who traffic these women. Yeah. They, yes, what they're doing is evil. Yes. Yeah. But Jesus still died for them. And like right. it kind of it it turned into I have a deep um sadness and sympathy for anybody involved in any sort of um sexual sin or um like yeah. you know, it's just like pedophiles, yes what they're doing is horribly, horribly wrong. But I can't just say, well, that's disgusting. That's so wrong. I can't, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. I, my perspective has changed so much that I just think, oh, that's incredibly sad. Yeah. But God looks at them the same way that he looks at me. Wow. And that could have been me under different circumstances. Yes. Yes. My sin is no different. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think we, I don't know, in some ways we do a disservice to people who, um, who struggle with things that are, op- that you can openly see. Yeah. Because. Oh, I agree. We we can see their sin, so therefore what? We think that we can judge it more? I don't know. But I think, yeah. you know, our kids are watching that. And, um, yeah, I'm going off on a huge thing, but. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And yeah. it almost says that you, it, sin is not such a big deal if you can hide it. That's yeah. almost the message if yeah. you start to condemn other people. Mm-hmm. who have worse sin than you. And yeah. there's a difference between, con, you know, condemning and judging in that sense and yeah. saying yeah. that's wrong, but God's bigger. Because uh-huh. you can you can still say that's wrong. Yeah. But you also need to say that with full humility and knowing, right. but my wrong is wrong also. Right. And God is bigger than both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think just like reading... Uh, Badri's story just gave me a different view on the whole. I still don't think that what she did was right and her attitude was crappy and, um, you know, yeah, if she, she had, she really she let had it. changed, the whole story would have changed, you know? Yes. But 
at the same time, I just enjoyed reading her perspective. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like, um, it was, do you think that she was trying to make a statement about mental illness at all? Or do you think that was just meant to be kind of part of her story Mm. and do with it what you will? Or what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think there was a reason that she put it in there. Um, and maybe it was because she wanted people to talk about mental illness. Um, what do you, if, and I just out of curiosity, like, what do you think? I think it was more of a side story. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Do you think she just suffered from like depression or do you think she was like bipolar? I always kind of like want to diagnose people. Yeah. I'm trying because <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Some of her I some of her actions and what I yeah. was thinking at the time when I was reading it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um did she ever do any bipolar things? I might well, have just tried to remember. Depression. I think I just thought she was depressed. And it very well and it very well could have just been depression. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't have, like, extreme ups and downs, did she? I don't think so. I'm okay. trying to remember, honestly. Okay. Um, or it almost could have been, like, just trauma, you yeah. know? Yeah. May not even necessarily have been Yeah. anything more than that. I don't know. But hmm. I was just curious what your thoughts were. Yeah. I haven't done any... Anyway. Um, looked up any info on the actual author. I don't know her story or anything. Yeah. But do you? No, I don't. Okay. So I don't know if that was, um, again, I I agree with you. I think it was, I don't think that was meant to be any sort of major point of the story. Yeah. Um, it just happened to be that one of the characters. Yeah. Definitely struggled with some form of mental health issues, something. Yeah. Um, but I was just curious. Do you think that that is what caused her to not want them to be together? Or that was a factor in her wanting to separate them? And the actions I never that she really chose? came to... I, I never really came to a full conclusion on the specifics of why she didn't want them together. Because to me, I would have thought that she would have understood yeah where he was coming from yes. and because of her story that she would have said exactly oh well i will support you no matter what right when it you know um, but we also are looking at it as westerners and we don't understand the high pressure of the the levels the yes true um, of like society and yeah. uh, rich people versus poor people. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think you're probably right. And, I, and I'm and i sure there was a measure of, well, I finally made it and I'm certainly not going to let my son fall back into yes. where I came from because yes. I've made it. I'm here. I'm, I'm in a, I'm, I'm on top. Mm-hmm. And why would I let you marry beneath you when I've worked so hard to be on top? Yeah. So I guess that maybe that was all. Well, I think also Maybe that she was, was putting reason. up a shield because she had fallen in love before and she wasn't going to let that happen to herself again. And yeah. maybe she thought if you fall in love, 
yeah, you have that, but then what happens if it falls apart? You have nothing. Right. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably true. So did you guess what had happened to Bodman when, or Bothman, um, when he never showed up for, for Roya on that day when they were supposed to meet? I don't remember like, did specifically, you, were you but... thinking, were you just wondering why he didn't show up or did you have some guesses? Well, uh, uh, I mean, yes, I had some guesses, um, mm-hmm. at least early on I did, but then after a while you go, well, I don't know if that's right. And I'm not sure I really had hit on it. Mm. Um, so I would say probably not. I don't think I necessarily okay. knew. Yeah. Um, so... Just what about curious. you? Um, I thought maybe he just, like, the the fight of the revolution kind of was more important to him than... And that would make sense, too, yeah. 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 That was my guess, but, yeah. That's kind of what I thought the whole hmm. way through, so... Okay. Yeah. So, Yeah. What else about this okay. book? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily have a ton else about the book, but um, there's something that I kind of wanted to talk about, and yeah. it's sort of a, a bit of a, like, it's not exactly about the book specifically. Okay. <laughs> um, is that cool? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so before, um, before we give ratings and stuff, I just, I feel like I need to sort of get something off my chest. Okay. Um I Is this serious? Am fi- <laughs> yeah, it's so serious. Is this a confrontation? No. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm confronting you on the podcast. No. Um No, but like I I just feel like um I've kind of been like going back in my brain over the last several books and mm-hmm. for a while now and I'm like, you know, I feel like my scores keep getting lower and lower. Oh. Okay. And I mean I I'm wondering if this is something that you're feeling or not, but, like, I feel like I don't get as much pleasure out of reading as I used to and that mm-hmm. I'm having trouble, like, reading the way that I used to. And I yeah. I feel like I can trace it back to COVID. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if anybody else is feeling this yeah. or going through this and, like, what is this doing to you and how yeah. are you experiencing it? Um. I, I mean, I don't read as much as I used to, and I don't think I read as long as I used to either. Yeah. And overall, I think the pleasure is just kind of diminished yeah. for me. I um, so I'm having a hard time that. connecting. Yeah, I feel that too, Laura. Um, okay. I I know that during COVID, um, there was this push, um, like with advertisements and, um, you know, things like that to get people to watch things they would shorten um, the advertisements or they would shorten whatever they wanted you to watch to about 30 seconds um, because they were finding oh, okay. that if if it was longer than that, people started to not be committed to it. So, like, even TV okay. shows, like, um, you know, have, have become a little bit different and stuff. But I think I, I read... That that is the reason that um, 
TikTok became, well, one of the reasons that TikTok became such a huge phenomenon during, during COVID because people could watch it for 30 seconds and be done with it and move on. It's almost like our brains have been trained to not focus as much now. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't feel like, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm a massive consumer of like social media. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, but I mean, I'm, I'm on it a little bit, but not a ton or yeah. at least I don't feel like I am. Although I will say if I, if I get on it, I know I'm, it's going to be a time suck and I'm going to be on longer than I want to be. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it's impossible that that would be kind of the source of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that it could be, Yeah. but I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure, trying to pinpoint like, what is this? And why, why would is it this? be during how do COVID I... that it changes? Right. Because he would, for me, I would have thought that if anything, it would make me a better reader because people, it's like people had, had more, time. more time on your, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that. As I say that, then I realize, well, that's not necessarily the case because my kids were home, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so, it, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just something that I felt like I needed to bring up in order to mm-hmm. be honest about where I am with my reading yeah. and about these books that we're reviewing because I feel like if, maybe if I had read them at a different time. Mm. Um, you give them a different rating. I'd be giving them a different rating. Yeah. Because I sort of have noticed that, like, at the end of every one, I'm like, well, it didn't really capture me, or it didn't keep, I didn't care that much about the character. Like, mm-hmm. I find myself just not caring about the characters, mm. or... Does that um, make you sad? It does. Yeah. It does, because reading has always been yes. a huge source of pleasure for me, mm-hmm. for my my whole life. Yeah. So, um, and it's not that I never feel anything, it's just that even when I do feel something, it just feels really diminished. Yeah. So, and, and for those of you who know me and, and those who don't, um, I do struggle with depression. So if you're asking that, yes, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know there's probably a piece of that in there, hmm. um, that's probably happening, but I, you know, I, I just felt yeah. like that was something that I kind of needed to share, not only yeah. because I wondered whether it was something, um, unique to me. Hmm. Or, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm sort of looking to see if there's anybody out there feeling, you know what I mean? Um, I I do sense that. I I still feel a connection with books, though. Um, I I just feel like I have a shorter attention span when it comes to reading now. But I still do connect with books. Um, Yeah, I I don't think that, I mean, it just feels diminished to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not what it was before yeah 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 anyway so I just wanted to say that in preface to the fact that I mean you know if you're listening and you're going boy these ratings get worse and worse Uh, you know um that's why for you (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily me (laughs) anyway so are you giving it a two or something? <laughs> well, I I mean, honestly, it was between a two and a three for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that um, is lower than I would have expected. I would say that usually by the time we're done talking about it, I feel better about the book. But I think it's just because we've been talking about it and it's been bringing up things I hadn't thought about. And I care more about that than I do the book. Almost. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. But I think um, that's part of reading, too. 
Yes. I think, yeah. I think you can credit that to this book. You know what I mean? Because you never yeah. would have had that conversation if you hadn't read the book. True. So. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll bump it to a three. <laughs> I got her to go to a three. An eight o'clock. Uh, it's, a, it's an eight o'clock. <laughs> um, well, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that honest, you know, rating. And all your ratings are valid, Laura. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So for this book, I would give it a Javalia, um, okay. which is a four. four. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I, while I was reading it, I do remember thinking, I really like this book and being yeah. uh, drawn into it and the story. Nice. Um, so I did, I did enjoy this read. Yeah. I mean, was it my favorite book ever? No, that's why I'm not giving it a Pete's. But I think it, in my in my opinion, it deserves a Javalia. So, yeah. Awesome. There you go. All right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you want to talk about the questions that we're going to start asking? Yeah. So um, did we, I don't remember if we mentioned this last time. But anyway, um, so if you are listening on a web browser, or on, I believe, Spotify, um, we've started trying to ask some some questions on those formats so that people can sort of interact with us a little bit more um, about what your thoughts are on the books or what you took away from a book. Um, because we, as much as we love talking to each other, we all, we would also love to have some more input because um, yes. we just love talking about books. Yeah. Um, so you can go on to Spotify, um, click on the episode, and if you kind of scroll down to a little bit, you should see a question that you can answer about the book. Um, and there may also be a poll question where you can be a part of a poll of, Mm -hmm. um, what you thought on certain aspects of books. Um, we started that, um, that's a feature that anchor started not too long ago. So it's not, it it hasn't been around since we started. So, um, kind of new look back last several episodes. We've got some questions up there that we'd love to hear from you on. Yeah. So I think it started with hillbilly allergy and, we asked what was your biggest takeaway from the book and that it's actually been longer than that i oh, don't remember it? which one it started on mm-hmm. okay yeah well for the our last, last several so that we talked about was that one um yep. so you could definitely go back and and um answer the question to that one i'm not sure how far back it is but yeah, so we'd love to hear from you yeah. on some of these things and get get your get your take on it. And also, I think we're going to start putting them on the Facebook page as well, right? Yes. So, yep. So they'll also be on um, the Facebook page. Yes. So do you want to tell the question that we have for this one, or do you want it to be a surprise? I think I'm going to leave it a surprise this okay. time. Go and, go and check it out. That sounds good. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us, guys, on Grounds for Discussion. We have enjoyed... Um, reviewing this book and letting you listen in. So make sure yeah, you, do you join want to tell about time. You want to tell about what's happening next time? Yeah, we have a little, well, we're moving into the month of Christmas. So we have a little surprise for you guys for our next, um, our next podcast. And we're going to, I think, we're going to leave it at that, right? It's just yeah, a little yeah. surprise. So, just something um, something a little different for you guys. Yeah. So, so we hope you enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. Yes. So, yes. And for us, for Laura and I, um, this season is really um, a good season to reflect and to mm-hmm. um, 
have some sweet time with our family when it comes to Advent. And yep. um, instead of speeding up and, uh, <laughs> you know, go, 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 we um, try to slow down with our families. So um, hopefully what we do this next month will be able to um, draw you into that and kind of, you know, help you experience that Advent season as well. So, yep. yeah. So thank you for joining us on Grounds for Discussion where the coffee and the books are a perfect blend.